Hi, I'm Natalie Mullen, former people pleaser and queen of doing way too much, turned holistic life coach and wellness educator for purpose-seeking women of color and allies. Welcome to From a Full Cup. On this podcast, I teach you how to use the 12 pillars of wellness to discover your purpose, up-level your well-being, and create the life of your dreams, because we all deserve to be fulfilled, and you simply can't pour from an empty cup. Through candid conversations, insightful interviews, and motivational nuggets, you'll feel inspired, empowered, and supported as together we navigate this thing called life, holistically and with your well-being at the center. If you're committed to personal development and you're ready for more, you're in the right place. Now let's get started. Hey y'all, this is my 22nd episode. Woohoo! I am so happy you're here and today we are going to be demystifying boundaries and talking about how we can set compassionate boundaries with our loved ones. I hope you find this episode helpful and if you do, please give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts so that the algorithm can help new people find this episode. Now, some of you have been asking, how can you hear me at one of my speaking engagements? And it's not always that easy because a lot of them are closed to the public. However, I've got something cooking and I'm saying it out loud for the whole world to hear so I can hold myself accountable. I've got a wellness workshop that I'm working on that will be virtual so anyone can attend. And I'm actually planning for it to be a series with different editions and themes. I'm really excited as I start to plan it and I have wanted to do this for a while. So stay tuned. It will be sometime during the last half of August. And if you want to know the date, follow me on IG or my email newsletter and you will find out. So before we get into today's episode, it is time for the take action segment where we celebrate friends, clients, and listeners who are able to take action and move the needle forward. Because you know, that's what I'm obsessed with. Action. So this time we are actually celebrating my little sister, Ruth. She recently started a staging business for short-term rental properties. She developed her business pitch and presentation, we rehearsed together, and she went on to book her first two clients back-to-back in the same week. Amazing. Her info is in the show notes, and if you have an Airbnb property and you want to make more money, go check her out. Congrats, Ruth. If you've taken action, please send me an email or a DM so I can celebrate you. And it could be anything. Action doesn't have to be a huge step. It can just be any step that gets you closer, the direction you want to go, the goal that you have for yourself, and moves the needle forward. Last week, we were talking about travel and how it can be a form of self-care. And I really hope you found that episode valuable. It was so fun for me to record. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And even a lot of my clients struggle with this. And this is boundaries. This can't all be covered in one episode. So this is a topic I'm going to revisit periodically from different angles. But today it's all about setting boundaries. So I used to struggle with boundaries. People would say things that bothered me and I just let it slide because though I love to talk, I actually don't enjoy confrontation. So I'd rather keep quiet. And what I would do instead is just kind of withdraw or detach myself from the person or situation instead. But then I get upset afterwards and I would vent to a friend or complain. And, you know, I just kind of realized this wasn't healthy, but I kind of still kept going with it. I didn't really have a better way. 
But I kind of reached a place in life where a lot was going on that was threatening my emotional and mental health. And I was good with setting boundaries at work and with strangers and acquaintances. Or, or, But it was really hard to set boundaries with people who were close to me. But after going to therapy, I just decided this was one of the things I wanted to work on and change about myself. And this is what I love about life. I love that we can change ourselves. We can improve ourselves. We can learn. We can grow. We don't have to stay stuck. That's just so exciting to me. I love personal development and self-help, which I think you can kind of figure out from how these podcasts go. So anyways, I would read every single book I could find on boundaries and I started implementing all of the tips. And as I became more and more confident in implementing boundaries, um, because let's be honest, it's not easy at first, I became better and better at it. And I enjoyed the peace that came from the boundaries that I did set. And my boundaries are pretty respected now. And if they're not, then I know what to do next. And I absolutely love working with clients or just even giving advice to friends, strangers online, etc. about how they can set boundaries. I don't know if this is weird, but I really like giving advice and helping people because I, I really think that's one of my God-given gifts is just helping people understand how they can apply something to their specific life and situation. Because so many times people will be like, yeah, but I can't do that. Or yeah, but your family's this. Or yeah, but her situation was different. And I just love helping people figure out, okay, you can make this tweak, you can make this adjustment, you can frame it this way, and now it will work for you. And so sometimes when I have time, I'll just go online and I'll go on like Reddit forums or Facebook groups, and I'll just scroll and I'll look for people who have comments, who are just seeking for advice and support, and I'll just give my two cents because I've always been told I give really good advice. And you know, I just like helping people. It's like my way of making the world a better place. Just a small little thing. And I also know what it was like to be in a place where, you know, you just feel confused and lost and you're just searching for advice and support because you just feel stuck and you don't really know what to do. So when you think about boundaries, how is boundaries related to wellness? Well, it's directly connected to the element of mindset because it's your perspective of your world and the world because it's your perspective of yourself and the world that empowers you to be able to set boundaries in the first place. And boundaries are what allow you to protect your space, your body, your mind, your emotions, your values, your limits. And once you establish these boundaries, it helps you to really foster a sense of safety for your own self, of self-respect, and emotional well-being. And when you establish and enforce these boundaries, then you're able to have healthier relationships with people. You can manage your stress. You can prioritize your self-care. And you can really enjoy life in the ways in which are meaningful to you. And this contributes to your overall well-being. Now, with that said, and you would think like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. However, there are still a lot of people, as I said, who struggle with setting boundaries. And one of the difficulties in setting boundaries is because a lot of people struggle with how to express themselves, their needs, their preferences, because they're worried about guilt or conflict, or they just want to please others. And this is especially true when it's someone that's close to you. That's why it's harder. And the, the closer the person is to you, the harder it is to set boundaries. And this leads to increased stress and emotional duress and conflict, and even the full breakdown of relationships. 
And a part of this is because often the people that are close to you, they push back more and they have influence in your life, obviously, because they're close to you. So now when they push back, you start to, you know, take a step backwards and it's almost like they start to overpower you. And so this is how that conflict arises and it becomes a struggle or a tug of war for control. And nobody wants to be in that situation. And the other thing is that a lot of people struggle with feeling guilty. They feel like if they establish boundaries, especially if it means that they have to say no or they have to just speak up for themselves, then that means the other person is going to reject them and say, okay, well, I'm walking away now or I no longer want this relationship, whatever that relationship is. And so they feel like I can't establish boundaries because I want that person to stay. But this is really coming from like a scarcity mindset and operating out of fear and desperation. And it is just not healthy. And we'll come back to this in, another, in just like a couple of minutes. But when we think about boundaries, you know, a lot of it is really tied to self-worth. If you do not feel worthy, then how in the world are you going to prioritize yourself? Because boundaries is all about prioritizing your needs and establishing what the framework is around what you need. So if you do not value yourself, if you are not in a good place with your own self where you can see what you are deserving of and are willing to not just set the boundaries, but enforce the boundaries, then the boundaries are really not going to work out that well, to be honest. And a lot of people just think like, oh, boundaries aren't that important. And, you know, maybe it's for more empowered people or whatever. But boundaries is actually directly related to our mental health. If you, if your boundaries are weak, this can cause increased levels of stress and psychological distress. And studies have shown that individuals with poor boundary setting skills are more likely to experience high levels of anxiety, depression, and overall psychological distress. Boundary violations in relationships, such as emotional manipulation, invasion of privacy, or controlling behaviors, can also have a detrimental impact on our mental health. So research has shown that individuals who experience repeated boundary violations are actually at a higher risk of developing mental health issues, including anxiety disorders, PTSD, and depression. And that part about repeated boundary violations is really important. And I'm sure we all know someone who's in a toxic situation or a very unhealthy situation. And if you are not able to establish boundaries, you just end up staying in these kinds of relationships and situations. And the longer you stay in it, the harder it's going to be for you to establish boundaries because you've given up your power. You've lost your power. Or in some, in, in some cases, it's not that you've given up your power. It's that your power was taken away from you. And I really want to encourage you to find ways to take that power back because it's your life and you've got to protect yourself because you are worth it. So I want us to dig a little bit deeper into mindset and let's tackle some of the subconscious beliefs that people have around boundaries, because as you know, I'm obsessed with mindset and mental wellness and how this impacts our lives. So one of the thoughts is that setting boundaries is selfish. And honestly, it's 
not. I think the people who say that are saying it because they themselves don't know themselves and don't value themselves. Because if you value yourself, you know that setting boundaries is actually a form of self-care and self-respect. When you establish healthy boundaries, you are prioritizing your own well-being because you recognize that you are worth it. You are aware of your self-worth and agree that you are worth protecting, whether it be your body, your emotions, your mind, your resources, your peace, etc. The next common belief is that saying no is going to result in some kind of rejection. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but setting boundaries and saying no is an important part of a healthy relationship. And I stress the word healthy. You should be able to express your needs and limits honestly and participate in open, respectful communication with the people around you, especially those that are close to you. And if those people truly value and respect you, they will understand and appreciate your boundaries. Now, it might not happen right away, but if you are having an open conversation and you are being transparent and honest about how you really feel and how certain actions or behaviors are bothering you or making you feel unsafe or uncomfortable, if those people value you, they will work with you to find a better way to approach your relationship or the situation because your safety and your joy and your peace and your comfort and how you feel in the situation should be optimal. Now, if someone is not respecting your boundaries, like send me a message and I can help you to figure out what the next steps are because again, you have to reclaim your boundaries. And I will come back to this topic of violated boundaries in a future episode because I really want to dig deeper into how do you know when your boundaries have been violated. Another thought is that boundaries will lead to conflict and it will push people away. And this is a really, really big one, especially when the people are close to you. And I have two things to say about this. Number one, you have to accept that people won't always accept or respect your boundaries. And honestly, sometimes people really will withdraw and they will back away. But I want you to know, it's not that you push them away. It's that they pulled themselves away. It's on them. It's not on you. All you did was draw a line in the sand of what you will and won't tolerate or the limits to which you are able to tolerate something. The second thing is that you cannot operate from fear. You need to operate from a place of confidence in yourself and your self-worth. And if you struggle with boundaries, I'm telling you nine out of 10 times it's related, it's directly related to self-worth. So you really need to start there before even worrying about setting boundaries in the first place. You've got to get your mind right first because mindset is the beginning point for outcome and success. I'm not sure if any of those thoughts have resonated with you before, but I really want you to think about that. Now, how does this all fit into disruptive wellness? I think my approach to boundaries is a little bit different. I really believe that boundaries can be firm, but compassionate. And I believe this because I saw it play out in my own life. I remember when I was reading a lot of the books, they kind of, you know, they said boundaries have to be firm and you have to be hardcore and you have to say no and this and this and that. And it just seemed a bit harsh. It didn't resonate with me and the situations I was in. It's not how I wanted to come across because I felt like it was 
hardcore closing doors, slamming doors in people's faces. And that's, for these people, that's not what I wanted. And so I decided I was going to set up firm boundaries, but I didn't want to be a jerk and I didn't want to close doors. So here are a couple of things that I did. In some cases, I wrote letters and I really made sure to include what I valued about the person and a relationship. I expressed gratitude and I thanked them for the role they had in my life. I reaffirmed, I reaffirmed their importance in my life and then I asserted my boundary. And this was to ensure that to the best of my ability, I communicated that they mattered to me and I hoped the boundaries could be respected so that the relationship could be maintained. However, I also always reasserted my own value and worth and hence why it was important for me to set these boundaries. So sometimes I feel like just having that kind of open communication and really explaining why you're setting the boundary and that you are doing it, you truly do care about them, but you're doing it to protect yourself really does allow for compassion to enter the picture. And also just thinking about the way the message is delivered. So sometimes maybe if I had to do a letter, maybe I would include a gift or a special trinket that would just kind of soften the blow in how it was being delivered. Or maybe the space, I would choose a uh, maybe a safer physical space or a more calm or I guess uplifting physical space so that when we had that conversation, the setting helped for it to not be so difficult. So, you know, I think that there's creative ways in which you can uh, have these kinds of conversations with people and set these compassionate boundaries. Sometimes bringing somebody else in to have like a support person with you can also soften the blow or having the person that you need to talk to bring a support person for themselves so that as they hear this information, they don't just feel like they're being attacked, right? So like, you know, it's just even like, okay, sitting around the couch in front of a fireplace, having a conversation about boundaries can be very different from on the phone, but can be very different from a letter, but can be very different from standing up with your arms crossed, right? So like, it all just depends. And again, it depends on who you're having the conversation with and what it's about and how much compassion do you desire to extend to that person in the first place and it's just really important to take the time to reflect on your own values and your own needs before you can even set boundaries like you need to figure out what you're comfortable with what you're not comfortable with and then that's that self-awareness is what's going to help you make those boundaries more effectively so some questions you can ask yourself are why am I establishing this boundary in the first place? What is happening? Why I feel like I need to protect myself? What is at risk if this behavior or situation continues? How do I want to feel? What would I like to happen? So now just give four practical tips for how you can set boundaries that are compassionate and effective. So the first I would say is to practice setting boundaries in small steps. Like for a lot of people, boundaries is something that feels challenging. So you just cannot go from zero to 100. So you need to start, you have to build that muscle, right? So it's the same like when you go to the gym, you, if you've never lifted weights before, you can't just pick up a 50 pound dumbbell and just start doing bicep curls. It's too much, but you can start with five pounds. So let's start with a five pound situation. So 
just get into the practice of making requests, even as something as simple as at a restaurant. Let's just say you order something, maybe ask to have it made a certain way or to have something removed. Now I know, and trust me, I used to work in a restaurant. Actually, I worked in two restaurants. I loved every moment of it. I love being a server. But um, so they might not be too happy with you, but it's just to get you a little bit more comfortable asserting your needs because a lot of people, they're just even scared to voice what they actually want. And so just practice starting to make little requests um, so that you feel more practical, so that you feel more confident asserting your needs. And Another example is you can start to decline invitations, like especially if you don't want to go to something, just start by saying no. And if you have to blame it on somebody else for now, honestly, it's okay. I'm not judging you. I won't tell anybody. Okay. You just have to find a way to start building that muscle. Just start with the five pound weight and find ways to flex your boundary setting skills. As you start to lift that weight more and more, You will start to build your confidence and assertiveness, and then you can deal with more complex and emotionally charged situations. Another thing that you can do, and I find this really helpful, and I love doing this with my clients, is engaging in role-playing exercises. I think a lot of times people are not quite so confident in how they're going to handle the situation, or they're afraid there's going to be a curveball thrown at them, or a comment, or you know, something that kind of ends up leading to a dispute and they don't want to get into that whole messy conversation. So then they prefer to just not set a boundary in the first place. So if you role play an exercise, you know, whoever you're role playing with, whether it's a coach or a friend or whoever, they can kind of throw you curveballs and just give different kinds of responses that can help you build your own confidence as you think, how can I respond to this comment? How can I develop my communication skills and just still be assertive in what my needs are? And also to just get feedback in terms of how your delivery is coming across. Because sometimes, and I've I've had to definitely work on this for myself. I'm a pretty blunt person. <laughs> I definitely tell it like it is. But I've also gotten feedback in the past, especially when I was younger, that it was coming across very uh very harsh. Like I I wasn't caring at all about, you know, the other person. And so this is why compassionate boundaries matter to me and why I've really worked on that because I do care. I do care how the person receives it. So, you know, even having that feedback and having that opportunity to practice these kinds of conversations ahead of time is still really good um, experience and helps you to rehearse the, the situation. The third tip I would give is that if you find it difficult to assert yourself, or if you find that you often stumble over your words, or you might get intimidated during a conversation, or maybe you often get cut off and you don't like that, I would really recommend you use written communication instead. Now, some people shy away from this because they're like, oh, if they're my close friend or they're my family member like it's rude and I should have an in-person conversation with them. But the whole point of this is to find a way to to protect yourself and to get the boundary established and to get it communicated. And it can be very intimidating to be sitting across from somebody that you love and that you care about and be 
entering into what could be a different, difficult conversation around boundaries. So I like to recommend to my clients that, you know what, set an, set it in writing first. It could just be the initial conversation. Just send an email, send a text, or even a handwritten letter. I have done all three, and this will always be something in my toolbox that I do. Because when I write out my thoughts, I can, first of all, think of my thoughts and gather them, put them all in one place. I can remove the emotion from it. I can remove the blame because now I go back and I edit it, right? And and I really try to use I statements and just kind of focus on like, this is how I am feeling in this situation. But when you're talking, I find a lot of times when you're talking, it's easy to just blame the other person and say, you, 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 you. So by writing it, it really gives you time to process and reflect. You can come back to it the next day, the next week, the next month, so that by the time you decide to send it, you know, you really have made sure that it's the most effective way to communicate what your needs are to that person. And hopefully your message is accurately conveyed. And then the last tip I have is to establish specific time periods for your boundaries. And the reason I say this is because a lot of times people will say, oh, but I don't want to like cut that person off completely, or I'm scared to lose this relationship. And I don't want it to destroy what we have. But at the same time, they know that they just can't continue on this in this way because it's affecting their mental or emotional well-being. So one thing you can do, and this is kind of in line with the whole baby step tip, is just to set it for a time period. So maybe the boundary is going to be established for a week, or maybe it's for a month, or maybe it's for six weeks. And then at the end of that period, you can reevaluate. So you kind of do a check-in with yourself and say, okay, did this person respect me? Did anything change? How do I feel now? And then you can decide, okay, I need to now extend the boundary further, or you can reduce or remove the boundary because now the person's behavior towards you has changed and you don't anticipate those behaviors or those actions happening again. So it's really important to be aware of, well, what is happening? do an audit and an assessment of how you're feeling, what the actions are, if you've noticed any changes, and then just revisit and make tweaks along the way. Boundaries don't have to be permanent. They can be removed. Just think about even cement blocks. They can be picked up and moved. They can be destroyed. I think so many times people think boundaries mean that they're stuck for life and they have to do this. No, the boundary can be temporary. You are the one in charge of what this boundary looks like. So be empowered to craft the boundary to be in alignment with what is going to work for you and what's going to feel right for you. And then there are two tools that I want to share. The first one is boundary scripts. Now, I think this can be very helpful, especially if you just have difficulty asserting yourself. If you have difficulty asserting yourself, just Google boundary scripts and you can find examples of these online and you can just use them word for word or make the tweaks to fit your own situation. It can be a wide range of topics. It might be how to decline an invitation or how to reduce contact with someone or how to let your parents know 
you're not happy with the way they treat you, right? There's so many different examples. So you can just go online and look for one. And if your situation is very specific, I'd be happy to help you create a personalized boundary script to add to your own wellness toolbox. So just send me a message or an email. And I want you to take the time to really think about what are the different scenarios in your life where you might need to set boundaries and then think about how you can respond to that. But having these scripts that are written down I have literally sat on the phone with people and read a script word for word because in my heart, I was trembling and didn't even want to do this, but I knew I had to. So reading those scripts helped me to stay really focused. And it it was like a kind of a sense of power that I was able to borrow from these words on the paper to just get across what I needed to get across. And so I definitely recommend that tool. And the second tool that I would recommend is just having a strong support system to help you with not just guidance, but also encouragement in in setting these boundaries. Because sometimes setting boundaries is not easy and not everyone is going to support you in setting boundaries. Sometimes people would be like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you told your mom you're not going to talk to her anymore. I can't believe you told your boyfriend that he can't treat you this way. I can't believe you're going to cut off this friendship that you've had for 37 years, right? Like there's so many people, ah, 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 like all of this chirping in the background. And you've got to quiet those people up. And you've got to find the support system and the people who are going to support you in the choices that you've made that you have decided are best for you and are in alignment with and are in alignment with how you would like to feel and how you would like to live your life. And one of the main reasons people actually go back on their boundaries, right? And that's a whole different topic about maintaining boundaries, but that's not today. Today is about setting the boundaries. But anyways, one of the reasons people go back on their boundaries is because they don't have a support system to help them enforce it or for them to or even reaffirm for them that they are making the right decision. So what happens is that people start to second guess themselves and they start to backtrack, they start to make little exceptions, and then they start to uh, lighten the boundary or loosen it. And then, you know, we're right back to square one. So just this week, I was actually working with a client who, you know, was dealing with some family boundaries and, you know, she texted me last night. So we talked about it and we established a plan of the boundaries she could set. And she texted me last night to say that the conversation we had prepped for went so well. And originally she was really uncomfortable to have this conversation. She was very concerned that it would cause a rift in the family, but we prepped for that. We rehearsed it. We had a plan. And as I said, it went really well. So support really can help make all the difference because at the end of the day, you are trying to protect your own well-being. And if you don't set the boundaries, well, that is what's at risk. So for today's call to action, I want you to spend some time and just ask yourself, do you feel like there are any areas of your life where you're either being taken advantage of or you don't like how you're being treated, or you don't like how you feel. And if you you identify any such area, I want you to think about how can you establish boundaries to protect yourself, and then just write out what it is that you're going to say to that person. So now I want you to pause for a moment, and I want you to picture this. Picture a life where you confidently protect your energy, your time, your worth, and your peace. 
And I want you to really envision yourself in that protected space as if it's already happened. How do you feel? What do you notice is happening in your body? What's happening in your physiology? And if you're smiling, you know what to do next. I invite you to say today's affirmation with me. I embrace my divine right to set boundaries, protect myself, and honor myself. In closing, boundaries are not about controlling others. They are about protecting yourself. Be empowered and encouraged to do what you need to do for your own mental health and wellness. If you're on your own wellness journey and you want to get started, download the free wellness assessment in the show notes to show you where the gaps are so that you can start working on them right away. This podcast is brought to you by Captivate Podcasting Platform. You can start a free trial by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, continue to serve yourself, your loved ones, and your community from Full Cup.